You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The show that's not immune to the facts, Dan Bongino. We are your home for the Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Robridge, Lafayette, a Town Square Media station. One down, 18 to go. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Former President Trump says he plans to turn himself on turn himself in on Thursday in Georgia. The first co-defendant, though, in his election conspiracy case in Georgia to surrender at the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta is Scott Hall, associated with alleged voting machine tampering in Coffee County, Georgia. He turned himself in this morning. The deadline is Friday noon. Trump will not be at the first Republican debate tomorrow in Milwaukee, hosted by Fox. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel says... The eight candidates who will be on stage to talk chance to talk to not just Republicans. I view the general election as starting right now, where we really do get to talk about Joe Biden and what he's done to this country. She was in America's newsroom on Fox. Patients on ventilators and others are being evacuated from a hospital in Los Angeles because of a power blackout. The lights went out yesterday morning, generators kicked on, then part of the hospital lost power altogether last night. It's unclear whether the outage is related to Tropical Storm Hillary. One of the area's hardest hit by Tropical Storm Hillary's Palm Springs, California. There's flooding and mudslides. Coachella Valley is ill-prepared for any kind of flooding because we're in the desert, but they're really not prepared for this type of emergency. Tropical Storm Harold is hitting parts of South Texas with wind and rain today. Federal prosecutors are in West Texas today to try to get a river barrier removed. The U.S. attorney in West Texas said the floating barrier of buoys poses a threat to navigation and safety and it's also angered Mexico. Governor Greg Abbott says the Biden administration should be angry about the number of people who've been killed trying to cross the river, which he says is one reason they installed it. Abbott says as long as the federal government isn't doing more to secure the border. We are fully authorized by the Constitution of the United States of America to do exactly what we are doing, and that is to secure the border. The Justice Department will ask for an injunction against future river barriers, but also demand the removal of the existing ones. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. The best way to stop Joe Biden's agenda is to opt out of his inflation game by diversifying your savings into gold. I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why I recommend a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. So text SHELTER to 989898 right now. Paid for. Yes, it's that time of the year again. Back to school shopping. And with inflation, we know it hasn't gotten any cheaper. Here's how we want to help you out. Download the KPL News app and click on Hold Pass Cash and you could win a $500 prepaid Visa gift card. Just follow the assignments to earn points and increase your chances to win. We're making back-to-school shopping better with All Pass Cash. Brought to you by Acadiana-owned and operated Mattress Gallery, located on Kali Saloon across from River Ranch. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in. 
for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on the Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. What's dangerous and stupid and can cost you 25 grand? Excavating without calling Louisiana One Call. So dial 811 before you dig. It's the law. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Kali Saloon. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Show. Great to have you with us on a terrific Tuesday. As the, by the way, before you look, uh, it's hot out there today, folks. Just want to let you know that. I don't want anybody to get nervous. Right next August, though, will probably be hot again. I'm just guessing it's going to be hot. Um, a, you think that's a good guess? If you want to talk about some real climate change, let it be cold next August. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Hey, you know, you make a good point. I was telling somebody the other day, when they, when when they want to talk about the environment and climate, here's what, I'll, here's what I'm willing to to listen to him, Brian. You just uh-huh. hit it on the head. You ready? Uh-huh. Come to me when July, August, and September's in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> there you go. And then come to me when December and January and February are in the 90s. Then I'll listen. Okay, wait. Louisiana, <laughs> December, it might be in the 90s. Don't I, I, be I, careful with that. I said three months. Uh, okay, three months. all right, okay. Oh, I all agree. Right. Okay. I agree. But what I'm, t- what I'm basically saying to is that let's flip it. Now, all of a sudden, July, August, and September... We're in the low t- upper 20s and mm-hmm. 30s in yeah. Ohio, 42. Come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> when you get in January, February, December, and you get 90s and the night times in the 80s, come talk to me then about that would be, that would be, whoa, what's going on? This? This is nothing, Burger, in my book. But that's me. So that's right. When you come talk to me, I, I'm engaged. When we look up one time, Brandon said, whoa, Brandon said, I said, why you got your coat on this morning? <laughs> and it was 28 degrees last night in mm-hmm. August. He says it's only going to be 40. They planning on maybe a little snow. Hey, I'm all in, Brad. Hey, it'll be amazing. <laughs> we got a problem yeah, yeah. right now. Uh-huh. August, hottest month of the year. Always, every, every year, single year, whether it sets records or not. That's why I dislike August more than every other month. <laughs> Somebody sent oh. this to me. They said, uh, "Moon." But but you don't like hot weather. No, I I'm not like a fan of hot it. weather all yeah, my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Time to count our blessings. Say so yes, it's hot. But in 1906, 44 consecutive days of 100 degrees. 44. The first air condition was invented in 1902 and was not installed in a home until 1914. So you're in 1906. 
You got 44 consecutive 100-degree days with no air conditioning. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can. Because they, they were used to it. I can made it to the weather. Mm-hmm. Right now, I even heard one of them say, well, we're getting used to this weather now. Think about it. I'm getting used to the weather now. I ain't getting used to this heat. I'm sorry. That's not happening. But yes. You know, we don't know how good we have it to be able to turn it on that. So what you can do, Brandon, here's what you do. You want to see how it felt like in 1906? Mm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Everybody today, don't use your air conditioning. Just open your windows. Go home, just open your windows. I know the crime problem's a lot worse. You better have a gun. <laughs> open your windows, and when you go down the road, open your windows on your vehicle. And there wasn't as many vehicles in 1906 either, I think. Uh, so, and then you feel what they felt. Then come tell me how hot it is. It's absolute. This is my other favorite. Wednesday could be the hottest ever recorded in southeast Louisiana. What does it mean? Nothing. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. Stay in the shade if you can. That's what all it means. It means nothing else. All right, so yesterday, minding my own business, as I normally do, and I started getting the thing just like everybody else. Uh, John Schroeder, treasurer, John Schroeder, uh, ran a couple of ads, and he's, uh, I saw the ads, basically beats up on Jeff Landry and Wagaspat. And I told you all this was coming anyway, and normally I'd get all upset, but it's no reason to get upset. Pothole Wilson would be in a runoff. Pothole. Said that because that is his name. He was the head of DOTD. We've got potholes and road holes everywhere. It never fixed anything. And the, the backlog has gotten worse under his watch. So most people, if you just look at it, generally think that they'd be in a runoff. They think a Republican would be in a runoff. I'm looking at general cons- general concern. I don't know who's going to be in a runoff. So... I had a question I asked the other day. I told you I would keep asking through the campaign. So early in the campaign, YX-Pac hit Jeff Landry. Jeff retaliated. Now Schroeder, John Schroeder, who's been on this program, who I hope comes back, decides his first two, two of his first halves is going to be, I'm going to lay WAG out and I'm going to lay Jeff Landry out. So that's what he did. So here's the question. That's the biggest question in the election. And I don't care about any other questions in the election at this point. Is the Republicans in the governor's race? I think there's five of them. Might be more than that. Some we ain't never heard of. That just you always got people that run for governor nobody ever heard of. They're never going to hear of, and they put the name on the ballot because they have nothing to do and all day to do it in. Is, is if if John Schroeder, if I said if John Schroeder is not in the runoff, is he going to support the front of the ticket, whoever the Republican is? I said it's about Wag. I said it's about Jeff Landry. I said it's about Sharon Hewitt. I said about Richard Nelson. Are you going to get behind a Republican? And that's the only question I have for any of them that I think is going to be the most important because if we're not, and we're going to have a Jay Darden, the, the biggest backstabber of all time, and Scott Angel, the biggest dipstep of all time, if that's what you're going to have, then we're going to have a problem. And what the problem's going to be is it's not that people are going to go run out and vote for Pothole Wilson. Is that they'll get people not to go vote. Is somebody like the Senate president, blank page Cortez, big power broker who's trying to beat people in these local races? Is blank page, big Senate power broker now, the man, is he going to support the top of the Republican ticket if they get in the wrong? Is crazy Clay Shakes not? Is he going to? Big man, big speaker of the house. 
Is he going to support whoever makes the runoff for the Republican Party? I, that, that's, those are the questions that I... It's Stuart Little, very little bishop. A big man, cut a deal, the knife is all in the back so he can be the head of uh, Ways and Means, what takes care of the extra spending HB2. So he got to be a big shot. Everybody got to go to Stewart. Is he going to support the top to ticket of the Republican Party no matter who it is? They're the big shots. Is Paula Pelosi Davis going to support the top to ticket? She's another big shot that knifed us in the back. How about Zero Z Zerang? I'm just curious. Buddy Crybaby Mincy, another backstabber. How about Barry Poison Ivy? Another backstabber. Chris Turncoat Turner, another backstabber. Larry Bagley, another backstabber. All of them are backstabbers. And they're going to support the top of the ticket. These are big shots. They got to be committee chairs. All because they walked across and said, would you Democrats help us beat these conservatives? That's the problem, folks. These middle-of-the-road runner-of-meal Republicans that are absolutely Republicans in name only, are they going to knife us in the back like they did David Bitter? Now, Psycho Bill Cassidy, which I'll get to in a little bit, Psycho's already endorsed him. He's a middle-of-the-road cat. Those are questions I think need to be asked. So John's, I, I told y'all they were going to do this anyway. They got, you got to look at if, 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 if Pothole Wilson is in the runoff, it's not a cut on Mr. Lundy. I'm saying if it happens this way, because Hunter Lundy's out there, he's a higher percentage as all these Republicans. But if, if, if Pothole would win or get in a runoff and one of these Republicans get in a runoff, folks, what happens is, is if, if you got people in the Republican Party that ran for governor, or some of these so-called power players who are really a bunch of wusses, if, if, are they going to go to their people and say, don't go vote? And what happens is, it's happened a lot with Vitter, and it happened big time with, with, uh, when Eddie Responi got to run off. Eddie Responi had made so many damn people mad, it wasn't even funny. They didn't go vote. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. So what happens is people won't go vote. I don't like him. So Landry's getting hit. He's in a unique position because if he fights back like David Vitter did, then you end up with a Jay Darden situation. Biggest fake that ever lived. That's what you end up. So you go back and start hitting them back, which is only fair. You're going to beat on me, Brandon. I'm going to beat on you. You're going to throw a punch at me. I'm going to throw a punch at you. It's kind of a, after watching what I see with some of these fake Republicans like Bishop and these people, like Blank Page and Clay Shakespeare, those are the type of people that go home and tell people, don't vote, don't vote, don't worry about it. Think about Shakespeare. Shakespeare was not going to be, be a Bishop, Shakespeare, Paula Pelosi, Davis, Zero, Zizarang, Cocktail Cousin, all of them are going to be nothings. Zero zilches, no leadership position. John Stefanski, another backstabber. Who's running for secretary uh, for attorney general? Yeah, I'd be attorney general. He shouldn't even be a dog catcher. Edwin Edwards, God, family, all the way left us. But those are the people that go, they went across the aisle and knife us in the back. And then we allowed him to move up to Senate and, and run for higher office. I just I don't understand, state of Louisiana, how we vote and how we think. 
Are the, are the four of the five Republicans that don't make the runoff, are they going to go against the top dog, whoever that is? This goes for Landry, this goes for you and any of them. So my question to Schroeder is, and I'm wondering if any of these people are going to come back on that because I'm going to ask them. Are you going to support whoever the Republican is? No matter what his, his or her name is. That's all that matters to me. The rest of it really doesn't matter at this point. Are you going to go out there behind the scenes like the dipstick on jail did and say, I ain't getting involved in And he's raising money for Bill Edwards behind the scene and telling his people, vote for Edwards. Scott Angel really deep down has been a leftist Republican all of his life. And Jay Dodd was the biggest fake, and I called him out years ago. When he got into the big leagues, he would get drilled, never get over 15%. I think he ended up with 15 I'm not saying I called it right on the money, but I called it right on the money. So question for John is, hey, John, if you don't make it, if you make it, they better support you, Schroeder. But if you don't make it, what are you going to do? We'll be right back. Poverty and education are linked, and we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work, but I do. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for Attorney General. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan. LSU Tiger. Wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. The Second Amendment. He ran for state office and was beaten. Started a business and failed. Ran for Congress and lost. But thankfully, Abraham Lincoln didn't give up. Persistence. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Since 1971, Louisiana Endowment for the Humanities has reached out to scholars, institutions, and local communities to enrich our shared culture. Want to know more about LEH and the rich culture of Louisiana? Visit leh.org for more information or to donate.
Hi, you all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, 844-766-6607. Wealth. It's uh, Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Uh, yeah, just folks got to realize the, the governor's race and all that's got a long way to go. I'm, I'm not in the polls. I'm in the people. Do we really want to start changing the state? It's got to be helped along. Not only do we need the right governor, we need the right senators and representatives in those races that we're talking about. And I've, I've talked about several. We'll talk about a lot more in time to come. It's going to matter that you go vote. I had a gentleman just call me about, I'm not going to mention his name, about Larry Bagley. Okay? And, uh, you know, Bagley's moderate on a good day. But he didn't make him a bad guy. And I was telling the guy he's not a bad guy, but he was part of the front squad. He was part of the people that walked across the aisle. And Larry Bagley was part of the people that walked across the aisle and said, hey, we're going to cut a deal with the woke Democrats. You know, the ones that believe in abortion. The ones that believe that boys ought to be in girls' bathrooms. We're going to go cut a deal with the people that believe we ought to mutilate children sexually when they're children. That's what they voted for. That's what they voted to protect. They're the ones for higher taxes. You cut a deal with the devil. Bagley was part of that like the rest of them. I didn't say he was a bad guy. But but when you make a vote for the Speaker of the House and you're willing, like John Stefanski and the rest of them did and Bogus Boboye, it, it may not make you a bad guy, but you made a horrible decision that I think you ought to pay the price for. Every one of those people should get beat. Some of them have been moved up. Some of them are judges. Now, we don't do that in Louisiana. You do something stupid like that, you do something to hurt the state, we move you up. We make you, we put you in a higher position. That's stupidity on the voter. We don't pay attention to the people that we're talking. That speakership vote of Clay Shakespeare was horrible. So if you sit in there going, I don't like Shakespeare and what he did, your guy voted for him. <laughs> your guy voted for all that, didn't protect us on anything. You know, all that budget debacle at the end because Clay Shakespeare was sitting there. And that's, you know, I try to explain this to people that vote for speaker. Paula Pelosi Davis, walk right in. Cocktail Cousin, walk right in. Bogus Boyer got some leftists running against him. I don't care if Bogus wins or not. It don't matter. I think the leftists voting for Boyer not going to get much difference. John Stefanski wants to be attorney general. Really? A guy that got there with the help of Edwin Edwards on robocalls? A guy that knifed us in the back so he could be, listen, this side worked. Stefanski said, hey, I'll knife him in the back if you let me be of a, a head of a committee. He got to be a head of the committee. Governmental Affairs Committee, he got to help rewrite the d- redistricting so he can go around and tell everybody, hey, I'm the guy that read the redistricting. That's what, it, that's, what it's, that's what happens with all these people. Clay Shakespeare is going to walk around. I'm sure he's going to try to put some positive spin on some advertising. He has none. But if your representative voted for Clay Shakespeare and you don't like what Clay's done, which drove this state to the ground, he's not a leader. He never has been. But he went over there and knifed us in the back. Why would you support somebody who voted for Clay Shakespeare? I don't understand that. I never will. But... In people's mind, I like, and, 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 and let me say something else. I always, I've been saying this now. It's kind of been a theme. You don't vote for, pe- vote for people because you like them. I'm telling you, that is, God, I want to be nice here. That ain't that bright. I'm voting for old Brandon. Brandon made every bad voting on the man come. I like old Brandon. Yeah, but he's killing us in Baton Rouge. Bagley's not helping us in Baton Rouge. 
He's part of the Clay Shakes Snyder group. You can get mad at me. You can be mad as hell at me, but what I just said about him is true. And, and you got people out there that made a bad vote. All these people that voted for all these Republicans wanted change. Clay Shakes Snyder and 22 Republicans, including Bagley, walked across the aisle, handed the Democrats power, handed the Democrats in the Black Caucus committee chairs, co-chairs, you know, we couldn't get nothing done. And handed them power. We needed really good power against Bell Edwards, but then we elected this yo-yo blank page Cortez who walked up to, to John Bell and said, whatever you want, I'll do. You tell me anything you want me to do, and I'll do it. And I'm running with you, John Bell. He did that, but you know who taught him that? John Alario. Example, John Alario was Senate president under Bobby Jindal. He was the governor. John Alario got everything Jindal wanted Fast forward, he's he's gone. Here comes Bell Edwards back then because of Jay Darden and Scott Angel and the rest of the Republicans who don't understand what's going on. The woke governor gets the job. Guess who's the uh, Senate president? John Alario. You know what John Alario did? Everything Bell wanted him to do. Where did Cortez train under John Alario? He knew whatever Bell wants, we're going to do. And that's why he shot down more good legislation by himself than anybody. Just telling you how it works. I want it to work differently. We have a chance. Unfortunately, I think it's one of the last chances we have to set Louisiana right. So if you're going to vote for these people, remember, you're not going to change Louisiana. Take a break. We'll be right back. handcuff the police instead of criminals we have a problem this is jeff landry as an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy i will defend not defund our police serving as your attorney general i've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street i have seen the need for change and i will lead as your governor i will reverse failed policies that are driving crime bring truth and transparency to criminal justice and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified, Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. 
beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Free. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management. Holla, let me give you a, a couple of stories that I think are breaking now that are really, uh, really sickening. And one of them I called, and one of them I knew was coming back no matter what. So the first one is, uh, I want to go back to Barack Obama wanting a military force in the United States. And I look back at the Black Lives Matter movement and get rid of the police movement. And they made it what we used to in 2000, just 23 years ago, when 9-11 came around. 2000, 2001, whatever it was. Uh, you know, it, it, we were so proud of the police, and, and then they, they turned that into the police are horrible. And this is what's happening to our great country. So... Barack Obama said something, but I made a prediction. I made a prediction. But let me go back to Barack Obama's statement. Got Satan's brother. Let me go back to what he said. And this still haunts me today when I heard this the first time. And I made a prediction off of this. I'll remind you in a second. Brandon, you got it? Here we go. Barack insane Obama. You got it? You, you, you need me to sing? No. I don't mind singing. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. That's as communistic statement as Barack made. He's made a lot of them. Military! That's what the, green, the, the brown shirts in Germany were. This is the prediction I made. Somebody asked, how are they going to do that? And this, I said this many years ago. I said, here's what they're going to do. They're letting these people come, these illegals come over here, about millions. They don't understand our way of thinking. They don't understand our culture. They could give a rat's rear about a constitution. They could care about a constitutional right to carry, to protect yourself. They don't care about none of that. All it's going to ever take is for... These local governments and state governments to start allowing them to become police officers 
They'll be glad to say, okay, Moon has guns. We're going to take his guns. If he get in the way, we'll shoot him. They can enforce anything they want on the people because the people they're going to be paying won't give a rat's butt what your name is in the Constitution and about your next-door neighbor because they've been living in hell all their lives. A lot of them running dope and drugs just to survive. Well, guess what? Several of the police departments now who can't find anybody to work or not enough people are now hiring illegals and going to give them a gun. They're going to tell them, hey, come work with us. I'm going to give you $70,000, $80,000 a year. That's way more than they ever made in their whole life. And then they're going to train them. And then before you know it, you got a well-groomed military force inside this country, well-funded, like the insanity insane of satanics, Satan's buddy, Barack Obama. Well, what was he saying right there? I've said this many, many years ago. I've been saying this probably close to eight years. Did, somebody called me and said, hey, go do I had a buddy last night remind me. He said, here's another story. It was exactly what you predicted. That's what you do. I don't care about their country. I don't care about their damn neighbors. And if you're going to pay them fifty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, they don't care about shooting you either. They'll shoot you. It don't matter. What's the difference? I'm a drug runner. I'm shooting people anyway. Barack Obama. That's why I'm telling you Barack Obama's running this country. So when they ran the policemen in the ground, they made it bad to be a policeman. You had policemen retiring. You had people not wanting to be policemen anymore. Let's just get the illegals to do that too. Give them a gun, pay them enough money where they can eat and have health care. Man, they don't have a problem going to work, shooting the hell out of somebody, not understanding what our country stood for. It's anti-Christ. It's becoming, this is going on right now. I saw it from a distance. And Barack Obama said it, you got people clapping. Barack hates this country with a passion. So does Joe Biden. So does most of the people in the swamp. Not all, but a lot of people in the swamp. They don't like this country. I kind of run it. wanted the country being run by Barack Obama through about some 20, 25-year-olds in the White House. That did disturb me. Here's another one I knew was coming. COVID mandates return to Hollywood. Lion gates requiring employees to mask up simply to daily and to submit to daily testing. COVID mask mandates returning to Hollywood. First major studio to restate masking and daily testing. Folks, I'm not making this is going to come back. Employees must wear medical grade face covering, surgical mask when indoors, except when alone in the office or with the door closed. Actively eating, actively drinking at their desk or workstations. If they are the only individuals present in a large open workplace. The Los Angeles County Department of Health has reported a recent uptick in trend, but overall mechs remain at a very low concern. Masks don't work, folks. Mask is one of the mask is dumber than, than global warming. Former Obama official on MSNBC, Dr. Patel, said earlier this month, the rise of COVID cases is time to bring back the math. I'm making a bet right now. We have his woke governor here as they got in California. I'm making the Oshners will be the first place to start telling people to wear a mask again. I bet you. I take a bet from anybody who want to bet right now. Oshners, through also John Bell, will start talking about masks again. Anybody want to bet on this? Right here in Louisiana. 
Anybody want to take that bet? They're gone. I'm not wearing one. I will go home and do my show. I got the equipment. I happen to have a couple of doctor's appointments coming up. <laughs> Maybe not. Because uh, I was just reading right now, who was that? Uh, people are starting to predict. People are starting to predict, you know, we might need to get the mask back on. We got a paper mask couldn't protect you from nothing. It couldn't protect you on the greatest day you've ever had in your life. A mask can't do that. But watch. We got a woke governor. And the woke governor got people in the state he hates, and he knows we hate that. And he loves to make people mad. I'm just making a prediction. I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Of course, we got an election, folks. Wouldn't it be great, Brandon? Let's start the old mail-in ballots for everybody. Let's mail in as many ballots as we can. Maybe we can go to ballot harvest. Ballot, uh, ballot harvest. I just saw this, and I thought, you've got to be joking. Everything is proven that the masks don't work. Every decent survey proven masks don't work. They never have. Six-foot distancing does not work. Phase one, two, three, four, and 48 didn't work. It had nothing to do with changing or controlling anything. Matter of fact, Brandon, if you got a little COVID going around, because people are inside, why? Because it's hot. Remember, it's hot. COVID mandates, setting the trend. And here's the biggest problem of all. We as Americans are foolish enough to believe this stuff. A mask is going to save your life that you bought from the local hardware store. Going to save your life. Two disturbing stories. One I predicted. But I always thought they'd bring masks back. This is ongoing when you got Satan running the show. Barack Obama. Wow. Oh, smart guy. Look good, boy. He is as evil as anybody I've ever witnessed in my life. And he does it with a smile and a suit on. Take a break. Be right back. I think of the Nicole Spellman Group. I think of expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home, are you trying to buy a home? It's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company that you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. I got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad I heard about them. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for attorney general. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan, LSU Tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. 
she fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Support local. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. The Rock and Roll, 844-766-6607 is the number. It's a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Online. Uh, uh, on the mask, I can't stand the mandate. I do not. I see people wearing them now. I got people texting me. Moon, I've seen this lady drying on a road with a mask. She can wear them. You can wear them. I don't care. I'm not going to ever tell you nothing. Don't mandate that crap. The mandate ought to make everybody mad, 100% of Americans, but they're not. They're starting to re-implement it in colleges and offices. and you, I can, I'm telling y'all, this is an easy prediction. Bell Edwards, the wokest governor in the, in the, in the country probably, he is woke. He's going to make a lot of money on the Green New Deal when he gets out of office. Uh, him and, and my friends at Oshner's, they... They're coming back with masks, baby. You're going to write it down. I guess, uh, will it protect you from heat? <laughs> Wearing a mask this time of year, Brandon, that's probably these kids going to school and all this stuff, man, they ought to, they ought to I'm telling you, we ought to have laws and you can never mandate a mask. Ever. Ever. It don't make any sense. But, you know, who am I? I'm one guy. And, but I believe that it's, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Uh, I was reading a piece out of the Hayrod. And this is uh, Scott, Mc, Scott McKay, who I have on this program occasionally. It's time for Bill Cassidy to shut up about Trump. <laughs> well, I read the article. It's a very good article. And he, and he, he assumes some stuff in here. But his big fear was that, and, he's, and it's in the article, you ought to go read it, that if Bell Edwards is out there, and Bell Edwards would like to be a United States senator from the state. And that the fear is, his biggest fear and the fear of everybody, uh, the biggest fear from everybody is that Edwards would run, Cassidy runs, you get about four Republicans in there, they beat each other up, and Edwards knows how to back in office. Okay, that uh, basically they worried about Cassidy running for the Senate. You get four Republicans in, they beat him up, and nobody goes vote. They upset, and Bell Edwards backs in. Now, I think there's a big difference. So Bell can back in in Louisiana. Right now, today, and I don't know what happens in three years, we are not sending, we are not sending 
a woke Democrat like Bill Edwards to go to Washington because he's going to vote with the Joe Biden and the Obamas. We're not doing it. Bill Edwards has no chance of doing that. Well, I know, Moon, you say he could never win again, but I never thought we could have another Jay Darden and Scott Angel did, and then Responding came along. I like Eddie, but he made people so mad at running these negative, nasty, no account ads against Doc Abraham was 90% of them were a lie. Maybe 100, but at least 90%. And those people decided not to vote. I never dreamed of it. And that was squeezed in with 40,000 votes. By only 40,000 votes with all the bad things that he did with this uh, organization he used out of this state, young people that didn't know sheep boop, from wild honey. And that hurt him. And the Ralph Abraham people said, you know what? I'm not going to vote. So that's the only way Edwards could ever be the United States Senate if we do it again. I mean, to do this, listen, we watched it happen with Edwards' first win. He walked back in. Republicans didn't go vote. Darden and, and some of them voted for Edwards. Honor code, which, I mean, they start all that honor code crap. I walk away because there ain't no honor code in politics. And then the next time that happens, I didn't never think it could happen again. I said he's a one-term governor. If if Eddie Responde had not done to Abraham what he did, he would have been a one-term governor. He won by 40,000 votes. He was wee-weeing in his pants. But Republicans saved him again. Just like Republicans saved him by raising taxes. Paula Pelosi Davis came along, said, well, we got a one-cent sales tax. Let's do .45 seven years. And saved him again. Republicans saved Bell Edwards. He loves Republicans. I mean, they're easy to beat, especially when you got knuckleheads. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch. By the way, I read an article the other day that were talking about how important we have to save that 0.45%. We got to save it for higher ed. We got to save it for the budget. Yeah, they want to keep it. That one cent sales tax, that one cent sales tax was turned into 0.45 cent sales tax is going to take his run at 10 years when it comes to all those people like Blank Page Cortez, who was running the Senate, and uh, Crazy Clay Shakespeare, who was running, they all knew that if they could keep that tax around one day, we would have to do it because we're not going to have any money because everything's based off the federal government. So I'm not really worried about bail winning the United States Senate race until we lose a few more people who would vote Republican. Then we're going to have a problem. We need the next governor if it's a Republican. I'm telling y'all, we have to have closed primaries implemented. Minimum for our federal candidates, United States Senator and, and Congress, House members, and our statewide candidates. You have to implement it. If you have closed primaries, don't ever worry about a guy like Bell ever winning again. He won't be able to back in. But here's the good news. You never have to worry about candidates like Psycho Bill winning. You never have to worry about Clay Shakespeare winning. You never have to worry about Jay Darden and those type candidates ever winning again anything big. Because in a closed primary, they're going to be eliminated 
in the room. When Republicans go vote for that candidate, they are going to be beat every single time. They're going to be wiped out. Cassidy doesn't even run for re-election if you have a closed primary. He doesn't even qualify because he knows he's going to get toasted. So I do understand what Scott McKay's trying to say. It's a good article. You ought to read it. It's set the hayride. And it is a fear. It should be a fear. I didn't think we could do it. We're not only dealing two governor's race. Clay Shakespeare and his merry man of Republicans walked across the aisle, knifed all the conservatives in the back, and got the Democrats to put him as Speaker of the House. So we did it a third time. Once you did it, once you thought, boy, this will never happen again. It's happened three times. Three times. The question is, that's why, let me back up. What did I tell y'all? I looked at Schroeder's ads, and I said, okay, question that I'm asking every day. If a Republican's in a runoff against a Democrat, there's only five Republicans that are what I call Republicans that have a chance. Okay. If the Republicans are, that don't make the runoff, are they going to support the front runner? Very important question. Or oh, you can see this crap go all over again. That's the question. You know. Oh, then we're going to J-darden them again. Let's go to Terry and Keithville. Terry, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moon. Got a question for you. Mm-hmm. How did we get a closed primary? What do we need to do to get that? Who controls that? All they got to do is come up with the legislation and pass it. It's that simple. It's not that hard. It's it's the lack of willpower by Republicans. By the way, the Democrats don't want closed primaries either. You know why? White Democrats don't want closed primaries. Because the Democrats, if you got a black candidate in, they are going to be in the runoff. So the Demo- white Democrats don't want it, and liberal Republicans don't want it, Terry. All you got to do is want it. You realize we had closed primaries, we went to open primaries, and then we went back to closed primaries for one recycle, and then we went back to open primaries again. All it takes is these Republicans to get off their rear end, but you're not going to get the Cassidy don't want closed primaries. Yeah, I understand that part. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's our elected officials. They got to get it done. A governor can lead the charge and get it done. Well, we need to get right man in for governor so we can get that crap stopped. Well, and no, I don't even know it's a great question. And I'll start asking all of them when they come through, are you for closed primaries? But you got a big force out there. They know they can control stuff with the open primary. Closed primary, and you got to have it like in March, Terry, March or April. Then you got six months. For people, if they mad at each other, they can come together and work it out and then move on. But man, right now, the way it's set up, you got 30 days. 30 days, and that's it. By the way, most all other states have closed primaries. Almost every one of them. All right, we got to run. I appreciate what you do, man. Thank yes, sir. God bless. All right, with more to come. Don't go nowhere. The Moon Griffon Show will move forward.
show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Um, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A lawyer turns himself in. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News. John Eastman surrenders in Atlanta. One of 18 Trump co-defendants accused in a conspiracy to overturn Joe Biden's election win in Georgia after the 2020 election. The first to turn himself in this morning was Scott Hall, accused of being part of a plan to tamper with voting machines. The rest have until noon Friday to surrender. Former President Trump plans to turn himself in Thursday, the day after the first Republican presidential debate, where he will not be on stage. Eight candidates will be. We've seen these candidates work hard. We felt that this criteria was critical to put them in a position to be viable, to win the nomination and win the presidency. We're, we're pleased to see that. We're, we're glad we have eight. Eight is great. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel on Fox. President Biden is promoting a new income-based program to help student loan borrowers get out of debt. The new rollout here of this plan will be $475 billion over a 10-year budget window, according to the Penn Wharton budget model. Now, President Joe Biden releasing a campaign-style ad as he announced that all the student forgiveness that he's taken, then also people can sign up for the saving on a valuable education plan or save plan. We've already approved over $116 billion in debt cancellation for 3.4 million Americans, no matter how many lawsuits, challenges, or roadblocks Republican elected officials or special interests try to put in our way. Now, because the U.S. Supreme Court shot down the larger $440 billion plan in one chunk, the president's been trying to find ways to add it up into pieces. Fox business correspondent Edward Lawrence at the White House. In a remote part of Pakistan, it's reported that military commandos and helicopters have rescued four children so far who'd been 1,100 feet up dangling a cable car with two more kids and two adults still up there. A cable snap when the car was crossing a river canyon, taking the kids to school. It's been stuck up there for about 13 hours now. There's concern that wind from the helicopters could weaken the remaining cables holding the car up. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is, that sucks. They had good steak. When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. Reggie was a nurse for 16 years. I had become very burnt out. I wasn't making good money. Then it happened. There was an ad for My Computer Career, and it just spoke to me. My Computer Career was the best decision he ever made. I could study anywhere from my laptop, and I was working in the first couple weeks of me being in class. Reggie hit a home run. The field is teeming with jobs. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. The school is amazing. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. This is one student's experience. Individual results vary. Tropical Storm has just made landfall. Tropical Storm Herald moving into South Texas, bringing heavy rain, but beneficial wet weather to the state and gusty winds with the risk of weak tornadoes. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean, there are still flash flood concerns in parts of the west and southwest from what was Tropical Storm Hillary. 
Hospital patients are being moved in L.A. There's a scramble to help patients at White Memorial Hospital in Los Angeles after a power outage. Dozens, including more than 20 with critical needs, had to be evacuated under challenging circumstances. Completely no lights, no working or functioning elevators, and then the medical device equipment that is needed to, to really ventilate or breathe for these, uh, uh, for these patients was completely out. A captain with the fire department telling Fox 11 Los Angeles a unit caring for premature babies was among those affected. The hospital's backup generators also shut off. It's not clear whether the outage is related to Hillary, the storm which dumped heavy rain on the region Monday. Lillian Wu, Fox News. President Biden's accused of exaggeration for comparing a fire at his house to what wildfire victims are going through in Hawaii during his visit there yesterday. There was a fire in 2004 at the Biden house, but there is also reason to doubt exactly what the president said last night in Maui, which is that the Bidens know what it is like to lose a home. I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette. <laughs> And my cat. The firefighters who responded were quoted at the time as saying the fire was contained to the kitchen and that it was under control in 20 minutes, which is consistent with a less dramatic version of the same story the president has also told. It's Fox's Peter Ducey. Tampa Bay raised all-star shortstop Wander Franco is placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball pending investigations into relationships with underage girls back home in the Dominican Republic. I'm Chris Foster. This is Fox News. Hey, everyone, this is Joe Cunningham. You can check out my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5. K the views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hi, hello, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. All righty, let's jump gears. It's honor to have from the Pelican Institute, VP for Policy. What is it again? Policy. Aaron Bentley, who's been here before. Aaron, how you doing? Long time no here. Hey, Moon, I'm doing great. And you? I am doing superb. It's always good to hear from you. Uh, you always chipper. You always great to pump, be here. You always chipper. You always pumped up, and you always got some good news. So, so we kind of well. covered a little bit of everything. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about education and uh, what's going on. What, uh, what, what are we pushing? What, are, what are some of the things that we need to be working on now? Well, I can't say that I've got great positive news today. Unfortunately, it seems that our state education board, or at least six out of 
the 11 members is proposing a policy that we think takes our state backwards in terms of making sure that our kids who graduate with a diploma are actually ready, uh, ready with the basic skills that we know they're going to need. So that's that's a big concern for us. Yeah. So what are the, what so what are they trying to do? What is what is the big deal? Because you're saying six, it's 11 Bessie board members. That's that's. And that's what's going up. And uh, I also want to know what uh, Dr. Brumfield's uh, thinking about on this process as well. So what exactly, give us a little detail of what's going on. So this is a policy that the board is trying to pass. Uh, they voted at their June meeting uh, on a six to five vote to advance a, a proposal that's not yet final. It's coming up for a final rule in October but it was prompted by a discussion about a small group of students, students who come to our country not knowing any English. They come from other countries pretty late in their high school, not knowing English. Uh, certainly those, those kids are, um, you know, are at a disadvantage. They have a number of challenges um, and it's hard for them to, you know, to get up to speed and take a test in English. Uh, that that informs their ability to graduate. So th I think there's a lot of sensitivity for that topic. Mm -hmm. uh, but across the state, 97% of students in general are able to meet the requirement. Yeah. Um, and so instead of saying, well, let's try to just tackle that narrow issue, what the board did is they actually said, well, let's just pass a universal policy to, to allow all students a workaround, not to help them better meet the requirement, but to work around it. And so uh, a lot of people are concerned about that. Yeah, what do we need to do to fight back on that, Aaron? I know we have an, uh, I know we have an elections this year, and I don't know, I, I'm taking it all the Bessie board members up for election if some of them had already won because they didn't have any competition. There are some that are running for re-election. You have others that um, are termed out of course, but um, where we are in this process right now is Bessie has already gone through a written public comment period, mm -hmm. and they've received letters from parents, from voters, from business organizations and employers, groups like us. We submitted a comment and weighed in with our concerns as well. Um, it's interesting to note that not a single letter was submitted in support of this policy, but now they go to a public hearing, which is going to be held this Friday in Baton Rouge, where the public can come and testify and weigh in on this issue. Uh, they're going to take all those comments and decide when they take a final vote in October whether or not to proceed with this proposal, or whether to make changes or whether to not advance it at all. Um, and then there's also the opportunity of the legislature being able to weigh in uh, if they think that this is something that they need to, to put a stop to. Well, the legislature, if they weigh in, they'll probably be next year if you had to bet, wouldn't you? Well, they, the legislature has oversight responsibilities even outside of their legislative sessions. Anytime an agency or a board or a commission proposes a new rule or a policy, um, you know, this is part of the, the checks and balances that the legislature feels like it goes too far or it's not, um, you know, serving the mission well, not serving the public. The legislature has an opportunity uh, and, and, in my opinion, an obligation to weigh in, particularly in a case like this where they, you know, if, if we're talking about children and, and you know, students yeah. uh, being harmed. Yeah, but you got to have leadership in the House and Senate. And I, I I'm just trying to figure out who's going to step up and say we need to we need to do something about it. Can any legislator step up? Is it the president of the Senate? Is it the Speaker of the House? Is it somebody that heads the Education Committee? Who who 
who will we have to focus on the legislature to stand up and be counted? Well, my understanding is it starts with the chairman of those education committees. Uh, we've already heard from some lawmakers um, on both sides, you know, meaning House and Senate and also Democrat and Republican who have said, you know, something about this policy doesn't seem right. You know, it seems that if we've got a small group of students who aren't able to meet what's a pretty low bar anyway, um, then we ought to be doing everything we can to target those kids for extra support, extra tutoring, extra remediation, instead of saying, well, we're just going to create a workaround. Aaron, Aaron Bentley, my special guest, she's with the Pelican Institute, VP for Policy. Where is, uh, if I can ask you, you may know, you may not know, is uh, Dr. Brumley on this? Just because I'm curious. Well, he weighed in at the meeting where Betsy considered this policy and actually expressed concerns, uh, legal concerns and policy concerns, to say, one, you know, we don't know that state and federal law even allow this, so I think there are some questions there on the legality of this proposal and number two, you know, we think there, there are better ways to address the needs of these kids. Um, so, you know, he and his staff weighed in on the issue. There were others at the meeting who also expressed concerns. But in the end, six out of the 11 board members uh, decided to advance the policy. Um, so we are where we are now. And, and all we can say is we hope that what they are hearing from the public um, and particularly from, you know, people like employers who, you know, depend on that diploma to certify that they've got a, a competent workforce coming to them, uh, that they will realize that this proposal has some significant shortcomings. Yeah. Well, I just, I was curious, and I'm not surprised that he was concerned about this. He, he really has been uh, a superintendent that's been really engaged in trying to do what's right. So I'm not surprised that he had questions. Are they, are they, who, whoever the head of the Bessie board is, do we need to get to whoever the head of the Bessie board is? We need to get to all 11 uh, Bessie board members. Uh, what needs to happen? Because I know with a new governor, the governor will appoint three positions. I think we elect, what is it, uh, eight and three appointed, something like that. Am I saying that correctly? That's right. So, That's yeah, right. so you, That's will have a, a, you will have a changeover after the first year, no matter what they do. That's right. Uh, but right now, I would say is the time to reach out to your elected Bessie members. Uh, you're right. There are eight elected Bessie members all around the state. They, re- they represent different regions of the state. But they also have a president, um, a vice president, a secretary treasurer. So you can go to Bessie's website, bessie.louisiana.gov. Um, and there on their website, you can find who your Bessie member is. You can find their phone phone number, their email address. You can email the entire board if you'd like to. Uh, now's the time to, to weigh in on, on whether you think this is a positive step for our students or a step backwards. You kind of, when we have Aaron Bidley, my special guest, and, of course, the Pelican Institute, friends of the program, uh, we love those people over there, Daniel Ernst, Palman Gang, VP for Policy. Does, uh, I'm starting to wonder, do we really need a, and this is just a little bit off subject, just because I want to get your take on it, do we really need a state school board? You think it's important to have a state school board? I, I know it's a little off your, your work, but I'm just starting to wonder with decisions like this because the way it's set up is you got six people. I guarantee you without looking, you might can answer this anyway. Three of them are Edwards appointees. Six. Am I wrong? No, you're right. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's the how easy, how easy of a guess that was? <laughs> <laughs> that was so no, easy. You're, you're, 
You're right. The six members that voted in support of this proposal, they are the three current governor's appointees mm -hmm. um, who have teamed up with three elected members, and, and those are the six that are advancing this policy. I think that's an interesting question about what is the right governance answer. Um, and I have to say, you know, there's no... There, there's no perfect governance system. As you look across the state, people have it set, it up, set, set up in different ways. In some cases, you have an elected board like we do. In some cases, the governor appoints the state superintendent. Um, and in other cases, the state superintendent is, is elected, as it used to be in Louisiana. I don't know that you know there's any research to say one is definitively better than the other. Uh, but certainly you've got to have a system where people uh, feel like however they got there and whoever is leading that agency, uh, that they are responsive to voters and responsive to families and, and have the best interest of kids at heart. But, but look how easy it was for me to pick out half the Bessie board members. Just said the, go the governor appointed three of the six, I bet you. And you laugh because you're going, of course that's what happened. And, and, and that's why... When I tell people we elect these people at the top, it can't be funny. You can't get mad at somebody because you don't like something they did. <laughs> that, that's that's what blows my mind a little bit. No, you're right. And I mean, um, you know, for, for, for those that are elected members and, and are going to be asking for re-election, this is an important thing for voters in that district to ask them about. Uh, in other cases where you've got candidates that are running, you know, ask them these questions. Ask them if this was something that if this is something they would support, or what is their answer to make sure that we get Louisiana off the the top of the of the bad list and onto the top of the good list. I mean, we've only got 33 percent of our kids in public schools across the state on grade level. Talking about truly proficient, um, and you know, believe it or not, that's a better number than it was a couple of years ago. But we've got a long way to go. Uh, we need some bold action and, and a serious commitment to our kids to make sure they've got every chance for success, you know, compared to any kid in this country. There's sure. no reason why Louisiana can't be that, um, you know, that lifeline for our kids to ensure their success. Aaron, let me, uh, let me hold you just one more segment. It's a short segment. I want to come back. Aaron Benley. Benley is our special guest at Pelican Institute, VP for Policy. Aaron, hold on, baby. Poverty and education are linked, and we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work. But I do. Hunter Lundy, Governor.
paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. I-10 brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Here's a message. Ask me one of them masks over there. We got to wear a mask. We got to protect ourselves. We got to have a mask. It's okay if it's been laying over there for two weeks. It's okay. I got a mask on. That's all that matters. Hi, y'all all. Welcome back. Somebody wrote TSA workers notified mask mandate September. So there we go, folks. All right. Man, that's what we need. Some mask mandate to save this country. Save you from the heat, too. Anyway, Erin <laughs> Bentley joins me. She's with the Pelican Institute. VP VP for policy with the Pelican Institute. Hey, Aaron, uh, you know, there's been some progress in education. You guys have uh, uh, seen what's been done, but I don't think what you're talking about is a negative. That's why I said you're always bubbly talking about something good. I think it's good that we alert people what's going on so they can get involved in trying to stop craziness. So that's why, I mean, when I say good stuff, you – you know, y'all out there trying to beat the drums against false stuff and against stuff that can hurt us, false stuff that can help us and against stuff that can hurt us. That's right, Moon, and I, and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, we work every day to make sure that we're advancing thoughtful policies sure. and solutions that will help our state thrive. And certainly we know that we can't thrive and our people can't thrive without a good, solid education. Uh, and that's the backbone of our workforce and our economy as well. So that's why we feel so strongly about issues like this. I mean, we're talking about our, our state's future, our kids' future. Um, we know that they, we need to have strong accountability, especially when you've got kids that are zoned to one school based on their zip code. Mm-hmm. We ought to have accountability and make sure that we're not just passing kids through and giving them a participation trophy or a sheet of paper saying that they have mastered fundamental skills and that we're ready to send them out into the world when we know that that they haven't when we know that we've done them a disservice and that's another part of this policy you know every time they would allow a a student to circumvent these graduation requirements and give them a diploma they the schools get to count that as a as a graduate for accountability purposes so it makes you you know it makes you wonder um is this being done you know to help kids or is this being done to help school accountability ratings we need to make sure that our policies in this state are kid-focused, that we keep them first and foremost, um, you know, at the top of our priorities. 
uh, having strong accountability and also making sure that families have choices to make sure that they've got multiple places to find the school that best meets their needs. And so we, we, we work on that. And, you know, you can go to our website, pelicanpolicy.org, and read all about our comeback agenda. These are just a few of those policies that we think will be a game changer for our state, for our families, and our kids. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I know the Pelican Institute has been one of the leading groups. I, I, th- I had a talk with Daniel. and said, Daniel, <laughs> I said, uh, it's kind of funny. Y'all have laid out the stuff. Y'all have worked with legislators. And it's so hard to get progress. All the good work y'all do, all the good work y'all put in. But it's so hard to get enough elected officials. And even the ones that come to your deal and come listen, they don't seem to work. A lot of them don't work hard enough to get these this stuff instituted. You know, I know one of the things that y'all are trying to help, too, is is to try to get choice in schools because we think we need it. We think this is something that works. But you got to have elected officials and leadership to do that. You're right, man. And, and frankly, that's where you come in. And, and we love doing shows like this. We love getting the message out to the public. It's so important, like you said, that people get involved. People educate themselves on the issues. I mean, we look all around us. We see other states, you know, doing things like we just talked about, giving families more educational choice, lowering their taxes, you know, putting good policies in, into effect to really move their states forward and be competitive. We need to be paying attention to what they're doing because if we don't, we're going to get passed up. Uh, we already have a problem where we've got more people going out of our state than coming in. Uh, the status quo is just not acceptable. It's not sustainable. Um, so we have to make sure that voters understand these issues. Uh, they understand what they need to be asking their elected officials to do on their behalf. Um, and we're really happy, you know, that we've got folks like you willing to help us get the word out. Well, I just think you got to have, you know, you just can't pick up the media and they just print whatever the current governor is, uh, is, is saying and for. That's why it's so funny when I said, I bet you three of the six votes on the Bessie board were governor appointed. That's what happens when you go woke. You just you already know what they're going to vote. I know how they're going to vote before they vote. And that's a shame because that, that means they're not listening to what y'all are bringing to the table. They already made their decision before you even came up. Those things have to stop. Well, we agree. We think it's, you know, it's 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 time to start putting our kids first. And, you know, we understand, um, you know, that we have talent in our state we understand that there are kids who you know come to school every day with a lot of challenges but again the worst thing we can do is to say well let's figure out how to get them you know the you know to kind of bypass the requirement that that's the easy way out that's not helping anybody yep. you know you know we 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 are expected to do the hard work which is making sure that kids learn and whatever it takes um so that's what we think needs to be done in this situation and we really hope the board um, you know, we'll, we'll reconsider this. All right, Ben. Thank you very much. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. All right. We'll be right back. The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for Attorney General. That's no surprise. Liz is one of us. An eighth-generation Louisianan. LSU Tiger. Wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the U.S. Supreme Court. 
During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Liberals like Bernie Sanders have talked about creating a new health care system for years. Single payer program. Universal health care. Medicare for all. No matter what term they use, it all means the same thing. Socialized medicine. That's why we need leaders like Dr. Bill Cassidy in Washington. As the top Republican on the Senate Health Committee, Senator Bill Cassidy has fought Bernie's socialized medicine schemes 100% of the time and won. Senator Cassidy is 100% pro-life and has always worked to find conservative solutions to health care problems. In the Senate, Bill Cassidy has been a leader in fighting the woke liberals. Senator Cassidy stood up to attacks on our Second Amendment and authored legislation to build the wall and stop President Biden's failed amnesty and open border policy with Mexico. Senator Bill Cassidy is fighting for us. Louisiana Legacy Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Louisiana Legacy Pack and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.louisianalegacypack.com. Fine. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. Hey, folks, don't forget my good friends at Shucks. Oh, shucking good. Man, I love me some Shucks. If you hadn't been to Shucks in Abbeville, you had never been to Shucks. I'm just telling you right now. David and Bird, David and Bird do a wonderful job with the seafood all fresh caught right there off the boats, right down the road from where they got their restaurant. You want fresh seafood, really good fresh seafood? You need to go check them out. Try to every time somebody goes and say, "Brand, I think I did this with you." What, what's what's good to try? And Brandon said, well, "I'll try that shucks stacker." Yep, shrimp, fish, mm-hmm. crab, everything piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Was that sucker good or what? That sucker is amazing, <laughs> but I would personally recommend the shuck and flounder. Oh, uh, love the but, shuck and flounder. But they got that. They got all mm-hmm. your big fried seafoods, the raw oysters, the fried oysters, poor boys. They got it all at shucks. You don't know what you're missing. You can be a big group. You can be a ball team coming through. Shucks and Abbeville. Ah, I love me some shucks. You will, too. The, uh, everybody's still sending me all the stuff on the mass stuff. Look, this is what we live in. We live in a time when they know they can use the media to scare people. And, uh, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't keep telling people and trying to teach people that masks and all these mandates are absolutely nonsense in this country if we're going to remain free. But if we all don't want to be free, and we're going to let all these illegals come in here, and we don't want to be free, we head in the right direction. We head in the right direction. So I'm seeing it. I'm getting all the information that y'all getting, and I think it's absolutely silly as hell, but it's also controlling, and that's what people want to do. Uh, let me throw this out of the way. Psycho Bill. Psych- I just wish Psycho Bill Cassidy would shut up. You know what I think part of this thing is with Cassidy coming out spouting 
spanking Trump. You ready, Brandon? I'm going to give you a theory. It's only a theory. See how close I am. So Psycho Bill comes out and, and does what? Endorses who? Jeff Landry. Mm-hmm. This made his friends. Psycho, that's what psychos do. They make everybody mad. This made his friends, the Neville Landry crowd, the liberal Republican crowd, the devil's advocate. They are livid with him. Livid with him. Okay? This is just a theory. So I think what Psycho had to do was go, you know, let me just let them and assure them that I still don't like Trump. So he comes up with this I hate Trump thing because guess what it made, Brandon? It was on CNN. It was in the devil's advocate. It was on a TV screen. We ran it on a news feed today. He got what he wanted. He got what he wanted saying, you people that got mad at me about Donald Trump, I still don't like him. I still want him out the way because I'm not a conservative. And I think what Psycho Bill is doing, he's playing on both sides now. Do, 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 do. That's, that, that's him. Look at that mugshot. Does that not look <laughs> like something that, be, that ought to be on TV in a late night movie? So that's my theory, Brandon. I think he did it to get a little credibility back with the people who love the fact he hated Trump. And the devil's advocate wrote story after story on how the great he is stepping out against Donald Trump. As soon as he stepped out with Landry, they go, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. I thought it was a good move for Psycho, actually. But I think he, I think it was this thing with Trump. and on. It goes on CNN, the Clown News Network, the Crazy News Network. That's what he goes on. And, man, it hits all over the place. So he still got his credentials of being anti-Trump when he was pro-Trump. Now he's anti-Trump, and he's really anti-Trump. And you know what's sad? If Psycho Bill had to run against Donald Trump in this state right now, he'd get blowed out. <laughs> if he had a Republican primary with Psycho Bill, let me ask you a question. There's a Republican convention this week, Brandon, right here at the Cajun Dome, Louisiana Republican Convention. And uh, if, I wonder why Psycho Bill, you know, he didn't get asked to come. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I wonder why. But if they had this convention, and it was nothing but Republicans, and Donald Trump spoke and Psycho Bill spoke and they had to vote. Who do you think would get the big vote? And Bill Cassidy would be booed out of Dodge. Well, out of Lafayette in this case. And, and Trump, Trump's, Trump's got the highest approval numbers of any politician in the state of Louisiana. He just does. People know everything that's been done to Trump. 99% of the stuff been done to Trump is illegal and moral and everything else. I still don't know why some of these Republicans don't go after the Democrats. I don't know why Psycho Bill never goes after Biden. Never good went after the legendary Satan himself, Obama. Never goes after these people. You know? Uh, that's why I'm wondering about some of these governor's candidates. I mean, they go after the Republicans. Wag and Schroeder. And you can say Landry because he ran ahead too. They've never talked about how bad this governor is. They never talked about their bad direction of states in. They only beat up on themselves. I just find that, you know, just, just amazing. Want to change the state. The people that caused the problem, we never challenged. You ever, Brandon, years ago, this is eight years ago, and I'm going to say 12 years ago, everybody ran against the Good Old Boy Network. Everybody. Everything was anti-Good Old Boy Network. 
Nobody says a word about it now except me. Nobody. I'm talking about nobody. And I find that interesting. By the way, we're going to see if Washington does what they say they're going to do. Congress barrels towards shutdown as Freedom Caucus opposes stopgap spending bill. Brandon, you want to take a bet that the Republicans give in again? You want to take a, you want to take a bet that the Republicans not only give in, we spend way more, more to, uh, money than we have? This, this, we do these stopgap measures, and we do stuff for six months in a year, and when we come back... I don't know why we arguing about whether we're going to spend a lot more money or not or run up more debt, because we are. <laughs> this is amazing in Washington, this little game they play. Well, we got a Freedom Caucus released a statement on Monday. It poses any stopgap spending bill that does not have border security measures address the weaponization of the government and the left's woke policies in the military. Then when they get close, the Republicans always get blamed. And they're also the ones that always give in. And so we got this going on in Washington. I think it's a joke. Every time they bring up, well, we might shut the budget down. Man, they might have to shut the government down. We never shut the government down. We never shut the agency. We don't. We just give in. And then we print some more money. We sell some more debt. We run up more debt. We run up more inflation. So, look, I'm all for the Freedom Caucus. But they're going to have to learn that it's okay if everybody in America hates you and it's okay for you to lose, we're losing anyway. CBO director, inflation of past couple of years, which everybody's been hit by, it, resulted from what? Spending. The Republican Party ought to stay enough is enough. Let the Democrats go out there, folks. What they're doing to this state is, and this country is running it with these illegals. They're running it. So, it's uh, some CBO says all and folks. Let me ask you a question: If we got high inflation because of spending, and you keep spending, do you think that means you're gonna get higher inflation? I mean, if spending and printing money and debt is gonna cause all this inflation to skyrocket, and you continue to doing that, what's gonna be the results? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. So if we're going to do the same thing, why do we even talk about it? Why are they even killing newspapers to write about this? I mean, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to give in. And when we give in, we're going to do the same thing. They're the same results. And the average person, there's so many middle-class people here, we're the ones going to be hurt by ineptness. And people that just don't really give a damn about your house and your household. So there it is. Congress, shut down. Shut down. But when you want them to shut down, you dang right. I want to quit spending money. And if quit spending money means they shut down, let's go for it now. Let's get this over with now. Don't forget to put your mask on, folks. It's hot out there. We'll be right back. handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend 
not defund our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Doug with Liberty Mutual. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Hey, my friends at J&J Exterminator. You know, they... They're the largest independent exterminator in the state. And look, they handle big business, big buildings. They handle commercial, as you know, but they handle the residential. They do it all. And they're located in so many places. You can call a J&J exterminator wherever you live, and they can service you in Louisiana. Bobby John and them have been doing this, Lord have mercy, folks, for a long, long, long time, and they want to service you. Bobby tells me all the time, if you hear somebody's got a problem, you tell them to call me, and I will. He'll help you work out whatever you need. Any kind of bugs, pets, roaches, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, I got a, I got one of those deals, Brandon, where I did a, a termite inspection, but it came stick to deal in the concrete and all that stuff. And then I get guaranteed so many years of service. That's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. They price right, they're good people, and they take pride in being a great Louisiana business. I'm just telling you, J&J Exterminator, you don't want to miss them. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Uh the health department spent millions on Medicaid for people not in Louisiana. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make a comment. I've been told this by insiders before. If they ever, ever audit Medicaid, and they ever audit every penny where it goes, there's going to be a lot of people go to jail. This is how they, this money gets funneled here and there. And, other, and this is under the legendary bell who cost this state they tell me, look, every time they do an audit with the Medicaid program, something goes bad. Nobody wants to touch it or go after it. The feds are not going to go after it. I mean, 
Medicaid expansion was a part of Obamacare, which is still the dumbest thing, one of the dumbest things we ever did. It was all designed for them to own us. And so uh, in the health department, one case, $102,000 LDH, one case, spent $102,000 with a New York driver's license and received no medical care. That's not like a well-run department by old Bell. Bell shouldn't be able to get out of here. Somebody ought to look into that. Really, I'm, I'm just telling you from my inside sources, it is a gigantic problem, and it's a good way to funnel money. The payments made September 2016 through February this year violated state policy. Received Medicaid coverage in Louisiana. A person must be a Louisiana resident. So they're finding this money flying out of here. Millions on Medicaid for people not in Louisiana. They cannot give us back our tax cuts. They can't. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that when I see stories are like this, okay, it's way worse than we know. The audit found that the incorrect payments largely per member, per month payments made to so-called managed care entities. Health department were reimbursing health care providers for treating patients enrolled Medicaid through the state of Louisiana were not living in the state at the time. Some cases, auditors found that Medicaid beneficiaries had been auto-enrolled in Medicaid because they were supplemental security income recipients and had qualified for other Medicaid programs. Some cases, there were little or no record of contact made with the Medicaid beneficiaries indicating they might not even known they were enrolled in Medicaid. Stephen Russo, health, uh, health Department Secretary. I wonder if he wants to run for governor. Hell, <laughs> you got to run. A guy running Medicaid in the ground, he can run for governor. Hell, you got one that can't build roads and got potholes everywhere. They got potholes everywhere. They, they running for governor. Okay, I got you. Uh, it's becoming harder for the Department to kick violators off of Medicaid roads during the COVID pandemic when the feds changed the rules to ensure continued cover for low-income residents. So always an excuse. But I had got this a while back, I mean, for years now, with Bell running the Medicaid program. If somebody, you know, you almost wish somebody like the Attorney General's office could go in there and let them audit it. No, I'm serious with you. It's okay to have a state auditor to go in and do it, but how about somebody that could really, really get in there and audit this? And I'm sure it's very complicated. I'm not arguing with that. But it seems like every time we look up, every time we check it out, dealing with Medicaid, who Bella was, and the media said it's created 20,000 jobs. I'm telling you, folks, putting people on Medicaid in the big picture is not good. It's, 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 it's causing people to depend on the government to make their living. And, and, and it's, it's a shame. It really is a shame, but that's what it does. It's telling people, look, you can't make it on your own. Let us do it for you. And then once they get dependent, they figure, what the heck? This is a nice life. I ain't got to pay for my medical. By the way, folks, in case you're interested, I'm only paying. I'll get the word in October my new uh, health care premium. But I'm paying right under $2,700 a month. 
And I don't care what you say for a small business, that's a punch in the mouth and a punch in the gut. Before Obamacare, we was paying about 600 a month, four, five, 600 a month. And the legendary Satan's brother came along. And uh, it's been going up, and for most people, it's outrageous. This is get, you know, I, I'm going to start saying, Brandon, I got to make a choice. I either got to pay for my medical or I got to eat dog food. <laughs> that's what they told us. I got to decide, folks. Get rid of my medical, and then I have plenty enough money to buy dog food to eat. That's why this whole thing is screwed up. But Medicaid expansion had everything to do with Obamacare. That's all it was. And I'll be honest with you, I've talked to so many people, they, they cannot stand. Yeah, somebody's writing hospitals can't survive on Medicaid. No, they can't. But Medicare is in trouble, too. It's in big trouble. Big trouble. And uh, nobody wants to talk about that either. Yeah, the, the, I remember Edwards and him saying it created, according to some reports, something that came out of LSU, created 19,000 jobs with all these people on Medicaid. It was a lie. It was a lie from hell. But Edwards can say anything he wants because the devil's advocate will repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Remember the $2 billion budget deficit we have? We never had a $2 billion budget deficit. Of course, I, I've, even when they were counting cases for COVID, I busted them in a lie, had them dead meat. Nobody helped me, nobody in the media, no elected officials. Nobody helped me. And we busted them down with the help of a lot of people in Homeland Security around the state. There were cases never added up to, right? They never added up. The cases of COVID never, they never had enough names to get close with the cases of COVID. We had them, but I had nobody to help me in that. I was all along buck naked. Never mind. I just ran away my, I ran away every list that I had, didn't I? I, I felt like that. I felt like I was standing out there on, on top of the road over there, on top of a tree, buck naked, nobody to help me. And I was right. And Edwards changed the policy. We're not going to be sending out these uh, cases anymore. Why? And so the advocate, what did they do? No, the, the, uh, the auditor went out there half, you know what, and came back. No, no, there's nothing wrong with this. And they bailed him out. We had him. We had him. These, these people were talking behind the scene. I even had some on the program telling us, well, we get, they tell him we got 100 cases, but we only got 40 names. That ain't right. Nobody busted him. They wanted old Bell to survive. Nobody would shake snot or page Cortez. None of them stood up. But, of course, Cortez has never stood up, except to help his buddy Joe Robodeau make a lot of money. And they expand gambling. He has done that. Hey, by the way, folks, I just want to mention – uh, my good friends at Matthew James, I know I'm, I'm trying to get uh, John Blanchard back on, but look, if you're looking for somebody to help you with your retirement, your retirement plans, and invest money, you need to talk to John Blanchard at Matthew James. MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Hey, he talks about retirement. He understands the tax code. People go to retire and they go, well, you know, I got X amount of dollars, but hold up, how much more is going to be taxed? What do you mean? Talk to John Blanchard. Find out what I mean. You're getting ready to retire, or maybe you plan on retiring 30 years. You want to look at the tax structure. They change it all the time. You want to know what you're going to have to pay in taxes because it's what you keep, not what you make. John Blanchett, MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Well, anyway, there it is. Medicaid, more problems. I just wish somebody would really go investigate Medicaid and investigate where every dollar went. I bet we'd be shocked at what's really been done with Medicaid. All right, we got to take a break. It's only for a little while. Actually, 
Some of you people will be leaving us. The rest of you stick around. Moongraphone.com. Listen live. Don't go nowhere. Dan Bongino Show and here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The general election starts now. Only Brady, Fox News. That's the mindset of Republican Party Chair Ronna McDaniel heading into the first Republican primary debate tomorrow night on Fox. I don't love seeing Republicans attacking each other. It's fine to contrast issues, but I want to keep focused on what our pledge was, which was beat Biden. Eight candidates qualified for the debate. Former President Trump says he won't be there. He also says he plans to turn himself in Thursday to face criminal charges in Georgia, where a co-defendant became the first to surrender today in an election interference case that has 19 charged in all. President Biden's latest plan to chip away at student loan debt is rolled out. It uses a borrower's income and family size instead of their loan balance to calculate payments for giving balances after a number of years of payments. The income-driven save plan allows borrowers making about $15 an hour to at least temporarily avoid making monthly student loan payments. The Biden administration says the plan will also prevent loan balances from growing because of unpaid interest. It comes after the Supreme Court struck down a previous plan by the administration that would have forgiven hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, says the SAVE plan will cost taxpayers at least $276 billion. Arraignment day again for Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of bankrupt cryptocurrency giant FTX. Earlier this month, a federal judge revoked his bail, accusing him of witness tampering. His lawyer says he's been subsisting on bread and water in jail. It was a quick hearing. Attorneys claim, though, the jail has not been kind to SBF and his dietary restrictions are not being met. Now, for context, this arraignment was for the superseding indictment the October 2nd trial will be based on. He pled not guilty as expected. Fox Business's Kelly O'Grady, Bankman-Fried accused of stealing billions from customers. Prosecutors want to include alleged illegal campaign donations at trial. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is, that sucks. They had good steak. When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. 
Reggie was a nurse for 16 years. I had become very burnt out. I wasn't making good money. Then it happened. There was an ad for My Computer Career, and it just spoke to me. My Computer Career was the best decision he ever made. I could study anywhere from my laptop, and I was working in the first couple weeks of me being in class. Reggie hit a home run. The field is teeming with jobs. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. The school is amazing. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. This is one student's experience. Individual results vary. One of baseball's biggest young stars is now on leave indefinitely. While multiple investigations continue by Dominican police and Major League Baseball, 22-year-old all-star shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, Wander Franco, has been placed on Major League Baseball's administrative leave. Franco is accused of having had multiple relationships with underage girls in his native Dominican Republic, where the age of consent is 18. Franco, who had been placed on the Rays restricted list after accusations surfaced on social media August 13th, made his first All-Star Game appearance in July. He had been batting 281 with 17 home runs and 30 stolen bases this year, the second season of an 11-year, $182 million contract. Fox's Jared Max, Franco will still get paid while on leave. A Dominican newspaper reports a 17-year-old filed a complaint against him last month. The White House just confirming that the U.S. Commerce Secretary will visit China, the latest of several top officials to visit, this despite ongoing tensions on a number of issues. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says Secretary Gina Raimondo will carry a message that the U.S. is not seeking to decouple from China, but will protect national security. The African Union suspends Niger over the recent military takeover. The 55 members representing every country on the continent telling the group to avoid any action that might legitimize the junta. The military coup sent shockwaves throughout Western allies and democratic African states concerned it could help groups looking to expand their reach and give Russia a foothold on the continent to increase its influence. The economic community of Western African states, or ECOWAS, has been trying to talk with the military leaders, but says it is ready to send troops to restore constitutional order if diplomatic efforts fail. Fox's CJ Papa, Niger's new leaders have proposed a three-year timeline to organize elections, which the regional group calls unacceptable. Stocks are mixed. The Dow's down 126. And Lisa Brady, Fox News. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. News Talk 96.5 KPL is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia courtesy of Wings Travel. Just go to kpal965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. This hour brought to you by Restoration One of Lafayette, your local expert for water, fire, and mold remediation. Call 337-RESTORE now and let them get your home back to its original glory. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
Hey, hello. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. April what, 4. What you eating now? Uh, <laughs> these are homemade pickles that somebody had brought. That looks Janet. good. Yeah. I brought Janet in the other day. I got a big bowl of them. Uh-huh. And, uh. So she had some left. I said, let me help you get rid of them. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. You're so sweet, man. Oh, that's right. Man, what a sweet guy. <laughs> you can't be this sweet, huh? Oh, yeah. So I decided to be sweet. But the pickles, you know, mm -hmm. anything made like that fresh when they do it, it's pretty dark. They're good, I got to say, really good, really good. Yo. So being a nice guy, I'm helping to get mm -hmm. rid of it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice. Somebody's already... Texting me going, uh, somebody's already texting me going, or they started mass mandates. No, but they coming. <laughs> Why? No reason at all. Should never be a mass mandate in the history of the United States again. And that's, we just, we like stupidity. And we like stupidity. Let's jump gears. Royal Alexander joins me. Royal, how you doing? Doing good, Moon. Good to be with you, buddy. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. So, they're going to keep indicting Donald Trump till he goes to jail, his wife goes to jail, his kids go to jail. But this last one in Georgia, I mean, there's some people trying to get this uh, uh, district attorney, attorney general, whoever did the indictment. They think she's so unconstitutional and out of line that they're going to go after her. So how bad is what she's doing from a constitutional standpoint and from a being an honest standpoint? Yeah. It's it's even it's wackier than the other three. It's it's I think weaker. The, the, all four of these indictments are weak, but this one, this one is using the RICO statute. I mean, Georgia has its own RICO statute, but it's based on the federal RICO statute. But when you use the RICO statute, Moon, and and people know this from TV shows and and other things, you you have to have a shared enterprise. Okay. There has to be something that pulls the group together and. There's just not here. In other words, they're even accusing attorneys. They, they indicted attorneys with Trump, and the attorney-client relationship has never been considered a joint or shared enterprise for purposes of RICO. The, the use of the RICO statute, I mean, Moon, you remember, the RICO statute is for things like going after mafia operations or, or criminal drug cartels, not not political activity. I mean, that's... That's with such a reach here, in other words. But, but there's to have an enterprise, you have to have an identifiable group. And they're trying to say some of these attorneys and a few others that were indicted with Trump are somehow an identifiable group. And, and they're trying to argue that the enterprise was trying to keep Trump in power. Well, that's not a crime. In other words, in and of itself, it's, it's not a crime. There's many legitimate ways to challenge an election. We have those hearings. Trump could participate in those. He, but, but they've said that him making the speech he made, one of the speeches in November of 2020, was part of this whole act in furtherance of the conspiracy, the speech he made in uh, November of 2020. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, you know, because they're saying, well, he was falsely claiming he won the election. And it, it's just... Stacey Abrams is still almost, claiming she won the election. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, not, That's one not of the best 20, examples. Hey, not in 2020. In 2016. 20, she, right. She's been claiming From 2016. She yeah. and, and, and Hillary Clinton went on yeah. a book tour to talk about why the election was stolen from her. So it's they're trying so hard. I mean, it, they're trying to make President Trump look like Tony Soprano. Yep. 
really, Tony Soprano, the, the Sopranos. That's the kind of group you would indict for mob racketeering, mob Good activity. Good point. All, all that President Trump has done is strongly contest the legitimacy of the election, which falls directly under the freedom of speech and the First Amendment, the freedom to speak, to engage in political activity, to petition the government for redress of grievances. That's one we don't talk to about as much. Here's Trump with everything he can petitioning the government to redress his grievances, which are that the election was stolen from him. That's all right at the heart of the First Amendment. It this this and, and here's not, it's not just Trump making his speech in November of 2020, but um, one of the things she lists his tweets. So the speech, and then he t he tweeted that I think the election is fraudulent. She's using that as an act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And poor Giuliani, Giuliani, of course, who's indicted too, spoke a few days later at the Republican National Committee in D.C. And we, we remember Sidney Powell was there. One of Trump's other lawyers yeah. was there. They were all there. Um, they, there was one of the allegations against him was by being there, he made false statements concerning fraud in the 2020 election. Moon, you, oh my God. you can't do that just by him being there, right? And speaking, and speaking oh that he was because she's trying to say the fraud is that. Claiming the election was fraudulent to keep Trump in power. That's the conspiracy, and that's the shared enterprise. But first of all, Giuliani was Trump's lawyer, and lawyers have never been. If, if that's the way it is, you know, Moon, I do a ton of, I represent people all the time. If I ever thought that my advice to them, we win in court sometimes, we lose in court sometimes. If I thought that my advice to them was going to somehow come back on me because by making a legal argument in court, I ended up losing. So that was false. Now Royal's in trouble. I'm going to quit representing people. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that's what she's trying to do. They're so desperate to get him. They've contrived a statute, which is not suited for a case like this anyway. And it, it, it's well, let me again, ask you a question. I, there's something else I noticed. Roy, Roy, Roy Alexander, who's an attorney joins us dealing with uh, this latest uh, indictment of President Trump. Uh, one of the things they're concerned about, and, I, and we made a call that they're going to try to do this all over the place. And how in the world can you, uh, what is, what is that? Where, when are they going to have these cases? During the 2024 election? I mean, all, if you can no answer the question, you, you got to be somewhat stupid. And I mean this sincerely, or just naive. I don't know nothing about nothing to believe all this is not politically motivated including having stuff next year during the presidential election. They don't want Trump there because he's the only one I ever saw that will stand up against, against, the, uh, against the system, against a system that's hurting this country and will devastate this country. He's the only one. Uh, right. I mean, Moon, let's, let's assume he, I, I think, well, I, I would tell you just based on legal judgment, there way he could be convicted but on the other hand he's going to be tried in new york city and in fulton county georgia and then in addition to other places there i don't think there's any chance he won't be convicted because the law and the evidence won't matter trump is so hated yeah so what i'm saying is now again none of those things are at least at the federal level preclude him from running for there's only two requirements the age requirement and the the nationality requirement to run for president then why, Nothing why else. are they so, why are we got republicans like like mitt romney 
and Psycho Bill Cassidy and them going around telling people that way he might not be eligible if he's convicted. Yeah, because they're misinformed. What they're trying to say is there's no doubt any of the federal charges can't stick to Trump, but they're trying to say if he were convicted in the state of Georgia, he couldn't pardon himself from a state claim, only federal claims, and then if he if he were in jail, he couldn't run for president. It's only the distinction in federal and state. That's that's what they're hoping. You know, his, his poll numbers keep skyrocketing up. People like Psycho Bill and Mitt Romney ought to be saying, forget Trump. This is injustice. They, they don't say anything about Joe Biden, anything about Barack Obama. They don't say anything about Schumer. They don't say anything about uh, Adam Schiff. But, boy, they like beating up on Trump. I, I've never figured this out for nothing in the world. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, look, look, look at Hunter Biden. My God, what does he get away with? Hillary Clinton, we never heard one thing about the emails, nothing else for, for all those allegations. The Clinton Global Foundation, so much fraud there, I think. But nothing, 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 but always Trump. And so I think they've overdone it. I think I think the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court is not going to uh, – the U.S. Supreme Court can reach down into any state if it wants to and say, your state thing is, a, you know, you can't deprive Trump or anyone else of their basic rights. And here, yeah, but, you, but, but the Supreme Court worries me with some of these wimpy people that don't want to do what's right because they don't want to be bawled out or talked about bad on the uh, uh, on social media. I, I agree. But if they if they thought I just don't think people are going to tolerate that. This piling on only reinforces to people that none of this is about truth or justice it's about getting trump and, and and when you see people like alan dershowitz out there every day who has voted against trump every time yep. but still defends these principles that everyone he said i don't get invited to martha vineyard martha's vineyard anymore i don't get invited to any of the other liberal get-togethers they don't understand that it doesn't matter that it's trump everyone has a right to be defended and one thing they're not even considering moon is as president trump has immunity from just about anything. And going back and seeing that the election was not conducted in a fraudulent way is one of his responsibilities as the president. I mean, right in the Constitution, it says, take care that the laws are faithfully executed. That is straight out of the Constitution. And one of the ways Trump takes care that the laws are faithfully executed is by seeing that our elections are not conducted dishonestly. He, all of this falls within the purview of his being the chief executive of the executive branch. It, it's such a reach. It's such a reach. And those other cases are, are equally weak and flimsy, too. But Trump can – in most of them, it comes down to Trump's subjective state of mind. The only way they can get him is if they could prove he knew he had lost and then kept going to prove a lie. But he never believed he lost. He believed just the opposite, Moon. This whole time, Trump has said, I won the election. It was stolen. So in those other cases, they're not going to be able to get there either with a typical jury. Now, you know, I, I don't think in those places he's going to get a typical jury. But I think this piling on, Moon, uh, Moon is letting the American people know it has only been political. They hate Trump. They keep how many more indictments will come? But there's no way this can be tried next year. How can this? This is so evil to watch. It's so evil what they're doing to Trump. I don't care if you like Trump or not. I'm not talking about you. It don't matter. Nobody, right. nobody should have to go through with this. This man has been going through this the year he ran. 
the four years he was there and the three years since he's been out. Okay, so you're looking at seven and in the eighth year of the non-stop of this man. And why? Why hadn't uh, Chuck Schumer and Adam Schiff and these people gone to jail with the Russia hoax? The whole thing was a lie. It was all made up, and they 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 scared people. You know, Trump. A psycho bill like to say, well, Trump's the only one lost the House, lost the Senate. He lost the House because they allowed the media and the left to portray a guy that cheated with Russia. And people got scared that it could have happened when none of that was true. None of it happened. It never even got close. So you had all these Republicans that retired. They retired for no because they were wusses. They were yellow. That's why they retired. That nobody fights anymore. Uh, nobody fights anymore. Right. We're going to be wearing masks again because nobody fights. Yeah, nobody fights on our side. Their yeah. side always fights. Oh, no. I, hey, you know, I, we, I, hey, uh, Royal, I got a saying. In a foxhole, give me a Democrat way before Republican. Because in a foxhole, if I know they yeah. agree with me, they're going to fight. But Republicans will run out of the foxhole. Hell, he might be on the other side coming against you. That's a fact. That's just the way it is. I mean, you might be in a foxhole and look up and say, Brand, me and Brandon's in the foxhole, and I look up and say, damn, look at Brandon. He's coming against me now. Look back. He's gone. That's what happens with Republicans, especially the weak ones. Yeah, Democrats fight for Democrats, and some Republicans fight for Democrats. Oh, ain't no doubt about it. Matter of fact, is, uh, you ever heard of Jay Darden? <laughs> you ever heard of Scott Angel? Anyway, let me take a break. You got a few more minutes? I do. I do. I'll keep you a few more minutes. Got a couple other things, but I appreciate you coming on. Roy Alexander, who's attorney, watching this stuff pretty close, what they're doing for President Trump. We'll take a break. Be right back. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Here's your chance to help out the less fortunate in Acadiana. If you have wild game or fish in your freezer that's been properly stored, Hunters for the Hungry presents Clean Out Your Freezer Day, Sunday, August 27th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., four places to drop the meat, Cajun Field in Lafayette, First Assembly of God in Youngsville, Giles Nissan in Opelousas, or the Eunice Fire Station. Get more details at cleanoutyourfreezer.com. Gate on Duck Festival opens to the public Thursday, August 27th, 24th. It's family night. You get in for free. There's discounted carnival rides, a great covered pavilion with lots of fans to cool you down. It's all on the 10-acre Duck Festival grounds just off Highway 14. Then Friday, things really get going. Wayne Toops and Gino Delafosse playing food, fun, music, and more for the entire family. And you can still enter the Duck Cook-Off. Get the details at duckfestival.org. The University of Louisiana at Lafayette's Hilliard Art Museum has embarked on its More Than a Museum public campaign to raise $1.5 million by December 2023 in order to restore and renovate the A. Hayes Town Building on St. Mary Boulevard by the end of summer 2024. And that's just in time for the celebration of the museum's 20th anniversary. All levels of donations are welcomed and needed. To find out more about donating to the project, go to hilliardmuseum.org. That's H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com.